what's your definition i ask this to every speaker who joins me uh, in these sessions uh, because it's interesting to hear personal definitions of this um, that's the first question and second is has it evolved over time for you as you began to work over these projects sure so i know while there are several definitions available for gamification right so for me it is all about changing the user behavior right from being unmotivated to being more motivated and uh, being more interested in completing a task and uh, so honestly gamification is not rocket science it's been there for ages right just that we are adding some more dynamics and mechanics and making it more sophisticated these days so i would like to you know uh, like a very simple example like a day to day example of real life gamification so if you have a child and if you tell your child you finish your dinner and i'll give you a candy or i'll give you a dessert or you finish this and i'll buy you a gift you're already gamifying right because you are right. you are making the child finish a task and then you're rewarding the child for completing the task that is like the base of gamification that is not the entire gamification but you know there are these uh, behavior charts available that they put up and then they give stars for good behavior you brush your teeth you put five stars so that is like your dashboard and if you have two three children and if you put all their scores right next to each other that becomes a leaderboard it is as simple as that but then it is not just that if you were to implement the same understanding the user types understanding the mechanics and dynamics and aesthetics of gamification in a nice platform at an or an application that becomes a completely gamified application for you right right so, um and i want to pause uh, pause and ask a question nitya i've heard you now mention several times these two words like mechanics and dynamics so what are those what's a very simple way of understanding those terms so mechanics are your points your levels your badges your leaderboards and likes right okay. and your dynamics are the actual reward your status the mastery that you get your achievement altruism all this right. becomes your dynamics aesthetics is like a top layer which mm -hmm. is your narrative your storyboard right? right so which is what makes gamified applications more interesting but it's a different thing so your aesthetics also could be your ui because you make your ui very uh, intuitive and all that but then right. uh, your narrative and storyline what i have you know because you also asked me how gamification has evolved in the recent years right from the time uh, i started gamifying which was like 10 years ago to now i think it has grown in leaps and bounds to an extent there's gamification or there's a small aspect of gamification in almost every application that you don't even notice that it is already gamified ubiquitous right right yes so you don't even note i think that's the success as well so uh, gone are days when they were heavily dependent on themes and storylines and narratives now it has become more subtle more generic and more neutral so for example a swiggy or a gp or anything so they don't really have a storyline to it so gp has 
we have some we have some viewers who might not be from india so mm -hmm. just to just to help yeah, you yeah. understand uh, gpay is google pay and the version of that app in india has lot of gamification elements uh, integrated into it for example every time you make a make a payment using google pay um, it unlocks scratch cards uh, it helps you to complete uh, a home it helps you to build a home and uh, collect various cute things uh, you know in and around festival times so that's just yeah. a background yeah. yeah for people who are outside of india even amazon has gamification now you spin you answer questions you get rewarded so you can't really imagine anything without gamification so when you think user experience you also think gamification because it has become a part of user experience if you want to enhance user experience enhance adoption enhance compliance you definitely incorporate at least some elements of gamification into your application so because you you mentioned a very good word uh, user experience in the context of um, enterprise gamification that would translate into terms like employee experience or learner experience yes right yes exactly so, so people you... who are working on uh, people who are working on improving those things in companies would naturally find gamification to be an ally right absolutely perfect perfect and uh, nitya the question that i asked you about the evolution it was uh, it was actually about your definition has your perspective changed of gamification or has it kind of remained stable over the last 10 years no i think it has definitely uh, changed it is i wouldn't say it is being stable at all so it is it is from my observation that i said that it is there everywhere right mm -hmm. and especially with the uh, advent of a lot of ar vr and metaverse right you can't imagine anything without gamification in future so right so some aspect of gamification is certainly going to be there so i'll i'll uh, put a question to you now it's like a make or break question right for for many people who are still considering whether gamification is for them or not if you had to if you had to just answer in yes or no to this question what would your answer be the question is do you think everyone who is working in an enterprise in roles where they are going to influence the work of many people uh, including making their experience better do you think they should learn enterprise gamification or they should not i mean it, it may learning ga enterprise gamification i don't know if that is the right thing right so they will have to at least be aware of how gamification works so they can decide based on the context if they really want to apply these in their you see um, it need not actually be a develop developing a platform or an application right it can even be a mix of online offline experience like i said you give your candy you give a candy to a child and try and it is a real life gamification scenario and that applies right. to a lot of your employee engagement activities you could just take cues from all these mechanics and then you could implement it even offline and it can be a combination of online and offline as well depending on the budget that is available in your organization 
the resources available and the time and energy, money, everything matters, right? So with, yeah. you could just strike a balance between offline, online, how much to gamify, what all to gamify. I think that is where a lot of user research comes into play. Right. So in fact, that, that brings me to my uh, next question on the, on the more practical considerations. Mm -hmm. um, what's the most practical way to get started? Suppose somebody has the desire to start using enterprise gamification techniques in their company. What would be the most practical starting point for those people? The first step to solving any problem or building any product or an application for that matter is being a design thinking practitioner, right? So it is very important to understand the problem and to define the problem statement. Sometimes we assume a problem and start developing something and then realize that it is not successful because you were not really solving the right problem in the first place. The first step is for anybody, any product owner is to understand the problem. If at all it exists and if it does, what is the problem? So you define your problem and then understand the user, right? So here, the player. So, the, so there is this Bartles player types and there is a test available, a questionnaire that people could take and then you get the response. But otherwise, in a large enterprise, there is sure that there'll be all these player types anywhere. So right. there's this achievers, explorers, and socializers. So I'm sure there will be a mix of all of them. So you will have to cater to the needs of all these player types. And it is extremely important to understand who you're gamifying for, because in an enterprise, an application can be used by an entry-level employee, to the CIO or CI, CXO of the, of the company. Right. right. It could be a fresher or it could be a CEO or a CIO. So how right. are you going to balance it, right? So there mm -hmm. could be applications which are predominantly used by managers and above. So it could be your expense, um, sub, expense bill submission, right? So mostly people who travel are going to be at a manager's level or above. So when you are gamifying an application like that, you will need to know how much to gamify. It is very important to know you need, you need to strike that balance and draw a line. Just imagine a CIO or a CEO logging into your application and then they complete a task and there is a pop-up saying, wow, you've done a great job. I don't think they're going to appreciate that because they are not there to see that they're not there to play a game. Right. It could very subtle gamification where you just have some progress bar or something on top if they want to click take a look at it they could do that right whereas if you were building an onboarding platform for freshers you definitely can go full on and do everything that you want because they have all the time and they are the people who would love to have a narrative a storyline like literally playing a game Right. I think I this yeah. balance is something that is extremely important when gamifying an application in the enterprise context. Right. So we should. The point is that you have to go talk 
to the people and make sure that what's the right level of comfort they have for all these mechanics and for uh, the, the visual or the aesthetic part of gamification, right? The example that you talked about, the CXO level example is pretty on point because most of them would not really find it um, all that nice to see those, you know, a lot of bling and a lot of right. color and movement on the screen. But they don't have the time for all that. They want to quickly go finish their task and then continue. Right, right. Uh, also, I, I want to ask you, is there a difference in how you would look at a problem if if you came to realize that, uh, or let me put it this way, there are two systems. Let's talk about uh, system one and system two. System one, for example, is an occasional system that somebody just maybe uh, visits for maybe a couple of minutes uh, in a month, right? Maybe just up uploading uh, an expense bill or something. If you just take a photo of the bill uh, and just upload it into the system and you're done. Uh, compare that with a system two where you spend a significant amount of time. Maybe you spend a couple of hours on a daily basis. How does this factor play into the decision making? Uh, how do you see that matter? So you're asking how much would you gamify these two systems? Yes, because the uh, the task durations are very, very different in both these cases. So how would that play into the decision making, right? We don't need any, we don't need to have any hard and fast rule, but how would that influence the decision making is something that probably might uh, uh, mean something to our viewers. Right. So, for example, in one on one hand, you were talking about an expense bill submission, right? So, right. even though somebody is going to spend only, uh, say, uh, two or three minutes, it is not a two or three minutes task. I have done that several times. Though, but <laughs> it is not something that you do on a daily basis, at least. You don't log into that every day, right? So, even though it is not something that you log in every day, there should be enough motivation for somebody to go and perform that task because it is very important to finish that task. Right. right? So, um, so I would like to talk about Hogg's behavior model here. You know, while there are a lot of frameworks available, there is Octalysis framework, there is Mark Zowski's framework, there's several frameworks available. So when we developed a platform we did take inspiration from all of these but we really did not follow any of these frameworks completely because it is difficult to have one template that can fit all needs right, right? but one thing that can definitely work is your behavior model by fogs by fog because so you need to make the platform or the application not too difficult and not too easy to come to accomplish a task so hitting that sweet spot is what is important irrespective of the number of hours or number of days you spend on the platform mm -hmm. right so if you can hit that sweet spot anything is going to work well for you in my opinion right so because these two hours that you spend on a particular application might not be as critical as that two or three minutes that a person spends on that other 
system one that you were talking about. Right. So the context. criticality, criticality yeah. of the task. Yes, exactly. Because your context is very, very important, which is why understanding the problem is the most important part of gamifying anything. And then the user type, like I mentioned. Uh, you can get that speed spot. I think this. Can you, I mean, can you talk to us about that, uh, that model, Nitya, the FOGS model? Yeah, so the FOGS model is, so he, he say he, there's a formula which is behavior is equal to motivation into ability into trigger, right? So the, if the task is too simple, right? And if the motivation is too high, it is not going to work. Again, if it is too difficult, but the motivation is high, again, it is not going to work. So there should be enough motivation and the task should also be neither too difficult nor too easy to achieve that sweet spot. So how do you achieve that? Is it very easy? No, it is definitely not easy, which is why we usually develop any application in a lean startup methodology. So we have, so we, we also follow MVP framework where you identify the minimum viable product and you only release those key, uh, key features in your first release. And then as you unlock the next stages or you upgrade the application, you add or delete some of these features. Right. So which is where your data and analytics come into play. Without that, you're not going to understand the user behavior. Right. And that was the key to the success of any application or a product. Having a very strong backend data analytics tool, which can give you exactly what, how much time a user spends on a particular task. What is that they want to do? What is that they like? What is that they don't like? So all these data will help you in deciding in your next release, what is that you have to include? What is that you have to remove? What is that you have to change? And all this. So I think um, readily available platforms, like even Upshot, for example, can be a great addition for any organization which wants to gamify their application. So that is a very critical part. You talk about a very important topic, which I also believe uh, is extremely important, which is numbers driven decision making right so i think it's safe enough to say that anyone who really wants to try out gamification uh, should look at it maybe like they're trying out any new thing right when you try any new thing uh, in in terms of product or technology you would really want to keep your eyes on the numbers right it's almost like you've got uh, one eye on making improvements and tweaking and another eye on how are the numbers reflecting? How are they changing? Yes. Right. Exactly. And I have seen some excellent gamification concepts. Uh, you know, really go go <laughs> six feet under because uh, there was not enough emphasis on uh, regular analytics and yes. you know, regular regular checking of analytics, uh, or the analytics were basically useful only up to a point where they could answer only a few high level questions, but Beyond that, if you wanted to go drill down really deep, you did not have enough firepower there. So you yeah. touched on, I think, uh, a really important point. 
so does it mean that when you start let's move let's shift gears to talk a little bit about technology right because you brought it up with naturally in the course of the conversation what kind of technologies would a gamification project team need at the minimum in your experience i think a very uh, good ux team right ux team okay yeah because your ui ux is the key right mm -hmm. but it has to be very intuitive and uh, nice. so we developed it on asp.net i'm not a techie though right but yeah so we developed it on asp.net but i think a lot of technology and so this is where i would say because my organization was big enough to have their own employees develop a full-fledged platform it was easy otherwise if you can i would suggest buying a platform or a plugin and then customize it to your need right and that's the best thing to do um given the it's the need for data and analytics like we just spoke about right okay. Um, because I have seen many, even within the organization enterprise application, some of them failed because we were not able to track that data in the backend. I see. Okay. So even when you fail, right, you need to know why you failed. Otherwise, you're not going to improve. Uh, you will right. have no what went wrong. And building a completely um, um, homegrown AI, or sorry, uh, data analytics platform is very difficult for a smaller organization or for a non-technology based organization. So which right. is why buying something and then customizing it is the easiest way to go about if somebody is wanting to do it in a shorter span of time. And typically how big do you think the team would have to be to get started? Maybe that could also be weighing on some of the uh, some of the people's minds like oh you know i i would love to do something i have a small setup i have a small team uh, maybe not very high budgets so is there a way for such absolutely. people also to to do something absolutely so, so my team so i have had a team of 20 people to even six people right okay. so one business analyst to gather your requirements do the user research and all that and then depending on how the skill set of the developers you will need definitely two to three developers so we always had full stack developers so full stack developers are those who can do your ui and also do the actual coding backend everything so that way it was easy because we had full stack developers Mm -hmm. definitely somebody to test it testing is the key and the early you test the early you fail the better right right because when you follow agile methodology because we're talking technology and all that i think mvp framework with agile methodology is definitely going to help you right and they also say right bad news should travel fast right <laughs> faster than good news yes and a good um, a good designer visual designer visual if your designer. application demands a lot of a theme and narrator if you're going to have uh, like a space based application you will need somebody to design all those nice looking screens right so so talk a little bit about narratives i think you mentioned that word a few times 
so what are narratives in the context of enterprise gamification and you know when and why do they matter so let us take an example of an e-learning platform or let's say an onboarding platform right so these are platforms where i think you could definitely try a narrative so i was heading this i was program managing this initiative where we had interns from various colleges across india forming teams and then logging into this platform and then competing with each other and building their own application everything happened on the platform so if you have to make this interesting you could keep it very sober very subtle but is that going to excite millennials i don't think so so we have tried various formats we had ipl theme and then we had a space theme and then we had a time travel theme so we used to call our uh, session i mean discussions and uh, sessions is game storming sessions that game, is the game storming like a brainstorming like a game <laughs> storming right. we get into a room and then we discuss every other hollywood movie where you go and save the world save the planet because those are all places where you get inspiration from and when we did the time travel theme we literally had to learn about the mayan civilization about the coldest place on earth and what not right it is to that extent that we drill down and do research before we even pick a theme and then we start building on top of it so when you say you're going to save the world everybody gets excited for some reason or the other so you feel empowered <laughs> and then you create your avatar and then you start fighting for saving the world or you want to travel back in time to do some change in uh, like 2000 bc and then come back and then you save the world so all that you could write given the users have that enthusiasm they are young they have the time to do this but if i would implement the same in a serious business context definitely not right right so no. because you asked about narrative this is how a narrative could be and ux writing plays a great role as well so your narrative should be very short very interesting very crisp and it should just blend it shouldn't stand separately and you should again know how much to themify or gamify and how much of a story element to add and where to add where not to add so i've seen instances where we tried to implement this in some business scenarios and it did not work because we knew that this uh, internship was one time thing they start mm -hmm. they finish and that is it imagine mm -hmm. you're working every day and then you say the same thing you get bored of it right of course right so yeah. your sheet is going to be there as long as you are an employee of that organization and if you see the same theme same thing on a daily basis you're not going to get excited and again somebody might like cricket somebody might hate cricket you can't take chances there so keep it very neutral very generic when it comes right. to such enterprise scenarios mm -hmm. but on the other hand there are some things that you could still have a narrative for um, most of the organizations have this um, uh, so what do you call the so you go go green initiatives right 
so where you plant tree and you volunteer for all this so there just imagine you log in and you volunteer there is a dying tree which just blooms very subtle but then it makes you smile right so this is a narrative this is a storyline a very subtle storyline that you could incorporate in most of the applications so i think um, when you say narratives you are basically saying let's put people into the setting of a story and let's give them roles and uh, let's then watch as they try to live those roles that's right. what metaverse is happening right now right that's exactly what you're doing on metaverse you create your avatar and then you go and have your meeting in italy in switzerland while you're still at home <laughs> it's just an extension of all this i don't know if that's meant to uh, make people feel good or feel like they they, they are not in venice <laughs> <laughs> i know but then that's how the future is going to be i believe yes yes of course at least virtually in italy sounds good yeah. all right um let's let's talk about one very important ingredient which i think is um, underappreciated and not very widely understood which is management support uh for instance suppose somebody who is watching this webinar now or later let's say or you know they read a really interesting book on gamification Uh, and you know they their eyes light up and they are full of enthusiasm and they want to go out and do something they will face a, a formidable hurdle more often than not which takes the form of i have to convince my superiors and some of them might not be caring for anything that even remotely smells of fun because maybe they are really set in their ways and they think like it's got to be serious for it to be business right these are some really deep and underlying uh you know thought patterns or i don't know if we can call them biases but right they have those pretty strong uh, thoughts so how do people go and open up the management's mind to doing something of this kind sure see sometimes there is this misconception that gamification is always about only fun and it is always like a game while it is it can also be that right like i, I said right. if it is done the right way the way it has to be or to the limit that you really set it need not necessarily be that very fun and uh, vibrant thing at all let us just look into linkedin for example linkedin had this progress bars which most of us would not even notice as to you complete your profile it just says you've completed so much that is progress bar is a game element but then on linkedin you don't feel it you don't feel like it is gamified it is just like a, a it's just like a tool that shows you've completed so much so there are different flavors to gamification i think when you talk to your superiors or when you talk to the management it is important to throw some facts and figures and show how many people have actually benefited by gamifying their applications so what is the success rate of it right. and you 
you cannot measure it without trying it. You will have to start somewhere, right? So start small. A lean startup is definitely recommended. If they don't have the budget, then they could recommend having an online offline scenario. So in my uh, previous organization, so I was also playing the role of Yammer community manager. So I've played okay. roles in my previous organization. So this was also one of them. So where we had to do some employee engagement activities, but yeah. Yammer is not heavily gamified. So how do you bring in that uh, balance, right? right? So we did offline activities and then made people post them on Yammer. Right. It was quite a tedious task because sometimes we had to manually in the backend see who has posted it first and then announce yeah. it as the winner and create a manual leaderboard dashboard and post it like a picture. So these are the top five users for this week. Right. So you could get some amount of data in the backend in an Excel sheet. So this is like manually gamifying something. Got it. So that is, that's, a, that's a terrific idea. Yeah. So you could try something like this, show the results. Hey, right. we are doing something only offline or only in a different place. But now we have tried something that is more exciting for the employees. And you see the rate of adoption, say the, see the rate of compliance and right. people are liking it. Right. So why not actually spend that time and money in developing something small and offering it to the employees. So this could be an option that they could try. I think this is phenomenal. Thank you for that idea because it's, it's like a breakthrough, right? Suddenly you go, ah, I actually don't need any investment. I yes. don't need any, all I need is spirit and the enthusiasm to do something with my hands that normally technology would do in another company, right? For example, the the calculations of you know who are the top users or who's uh, who's uh, uh, who's gotten what kind of a level in a certain task right are they a beginner level or an intermediate level or a pro level so these kind of things normally technology helps us to do that right it kind of uh, because this is boring and this is beyond a certain point human beings don't really enjoy these things but in the absence of technology, I think to validate the concept, a person must do these things. Yes. The, the, the enterprise gamification enthusiast uh, must go ahead and do these things manually and watch the reactions of people. Right? Yes, exactly. And, and if there is hope in that reaction, then you can always you know, start a conversation around uh, saying look here you know I've, I've basically taken extra uh, a couple of hours extra apart from my work schedule to do this wouldn't it be nice if we had technology to do all this for us yes. at That's least they a serious thought yes because they've already received the results of something um, and there was no investment for it it was just a person going out there with all their heart and creativity and doing something for the organization and showing results. I think that that also packs a lot of punch in front of the uh, the leadership because it it 
it very much aligns with that usual definition of a, a great employee right who who goes beyond the call of duty and does something and you know shows that spark and that that kind of a creativity yes yeah i think it it's a it's a really really great idea and i think i would really strongly encourage uh, our viewers to try this approach out in your organizations if you don't have budgets don't let that stop you okay uh we will shift gears to resources do you want to recommend any resources to our viewers uh to get them started and or to keep them going on this journey sure see there are several books and blogs and websites available to understand what gamification is so gamification.co has been there since the time like 2011 that's when that was like the one stop shop for us when we started gamifying they conduct a lot of webinars and seminars and all that so that is one uh, place that they can go and look at and linkedin has a lot of groups that is the okay. best to with these top leaders and experts in gamification right because otherwise you're not going to get to see what they are actually talking about so these linkedin groups are a great uh, source for getting the required information to learn gamification and um, i think it's important for anyone to understand just the basics of gamification and see what are the different dynamics mechanics before they can think about gamifying anything and there is um, a gamification toolkit which could be a great book for beginners and then there is actionable gamification by yu kai chao and uh, just understand the different frameworks available you implement it or not is different but just try and see what is out there i think they'll give you good starting points i agree yeah. with you that we don't have to uh, strictly follow each framework because these frameworks are like uh, codified wisdom right this somebody has understood something and they are just sharing their wisdom in the form of a framework it's not meant for literal application just to get inspired from and inspired see, from. yes get, get inspired because they also talk about where they views case studies are a great way to learn right. depending the uh, so is it for a retail is it for bfs banking financial system so everywhere it is different retail e-commerce is completely a different ball game altogether right you right. could do anything and everything there so the right. enterprise gamification is different so there are several case studies available i think that is the best way to see if there is if there is a problem that you have there could be someone who has already solved it right he implemented it so you could take inspiration from there and see how you can build on top of that or change it and tweak it to your needs right um with that nitya let's move to q and a so we have a few questions here um i think one of the questions is from archita she says nitya any red flags you have seen while implementing gamification in an enterprise so see red flags i again like i said you know some of the applications have backfired because we went a little overboard and uh, i don't think we should have done so much it could have been slightly subtle 
right? So that happens. And like I said, uh, we have done the, uh, we, we have sometimes got some theme into an application and it becomes very monotonous and boring beyond a point. Right. Unless you're changing it, and changing it is not that easy. Yeah. Not keep working on it all the time. So those were some things that you have to definitely uh, keep in mind. And uh, so in the very initial stages, like I said, we did not have any data analytics. So that mm -hmm. didn't go well. So we had to develop something. Again, we could not do a great job at it, but we did have a backend uh, support for us to check what is happening. So I, I, I can't really think of any other red flags unless you don't do a proper user research and you don't solve the right problem the right way. Of course, that, that's a weak foundation to start with if those are not in place. But I think the two points from your answer, the red flags are probably um, <clears throat> lack of uh, good analytic support is one. And and second is uh, too much gamification. That's, is, where, uh, that's a very tricky part. You get so so excited and you put in everything, then it doesn't work. Right. They say right. Too much of a good thing is is bad. <laughs> so I think it needs to be calibrated. Probably that's that, that's the most essential thing. Constantly talk to people and say, is this enough? Is this enough? It also reminds me of games, Nitya. Games are uh, some of those things which keep people engaged for years, right? It's because there is always something new happening. There is always something to deal with, some fire to put out, some enemy to kill. Yeah. And the settings change. You are right now uh, near, uh, you know, the shore of a sea, and now suddenly you are in the mountains, and there is so much of change that you never feel that sort of stagnation. Right? So unless you can do that change right if you gamify too much it is definitely going to backfire and i think i can add one uh, one pointer in this is that even if you implement gamification without any themes or without any overt or very strong themes i think keeping a close eye on how people are responding to the current set of rules uh, would help because you can always make certain things harder and other things easier you can keep yeah. Tweaking. Yes, absolutely. Right. I think and, uh, having a rule engine, mm -hmm. right? We call it the rule engine. So in the back end, you can change. Yeah. You can change the, com you, you can make it more complex or you can make it more easy. You can introduce new things like quests, so many things that you can introduce, right? So those are things that can keep you motivated for a longer time. Yes. So in, in, in one word, freshness, keep things fresh. Yes. Perfect. The next question is from Pujita and she asks, as you mentioned about gamifying the onboarding process, what could be the other areas to gamify in a workplace? Okay. That's an interesting question. So e-learning is one aspect. So there are so many trainings that mm -hmm. any employee might have to take. And imagine sitting through some video, going through the video, and then taking an assessment, which is just question and answers that you have to pick. Right. Rather, that was gamified. And if you could meet the other learners, 
it and see what they are learning. So one key aspect that we introduced when we realized we had to cater to all player types is altruism. Right. So um, can you share your knowledge? So there was a discussion forum in the platform where anybody can come and post questions on technology that they were working on, building their application on. Not many will go and help them. Knowing mm -hmm. that other person is a competent, right? A competitor, but, yeah. Competitor, sorry. So, so those are some skills that we tracked in the back end. We did not tell this upfront, hey, we're going to reward you for helping others. We never said that. But they would get a surprise badge or a reward for helping. That was a great uh, success for us because that comes out of the blue and suddenly they feel happy that they have done something like this. Right. So e-learning is like a straight candidate. HR. HR. Okay. The employee engagement is all about fun and engagement. Right. There can't be a better way to do that than gamifying it. And how about this? Um, if you are especially in a in a large organization with a long history and complex set of achievements in in diverse fields, for example, maybe a company like GE comes to mind, right? It's a it's a company with a long history, and they are they're into so many businesses, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, a person who joins GE would be overwhelmed with uh, all the things there are to learn about the company and to have that sense of belonging and pride that you know you belong now to this amazing group of people who have had all these phenomenal accomplishments and i think every company which has survived has a story to tell absolutely and i think the the incoming employees especially need to be told that story but not uh, in the usual way of you know half day induction where you know you you basically crowd them into a room and talk to them and they just cannot they keep checking their watches and cannot wait to get out this could be easily incorporated as part of your onboarding platform right so in fact um, uh, you could save a lot of time uh, for your employees who who are like freshers or anybody lateral hires or whoever if you could do all these trainings before they even join they don't come and then they don't spend like a day or two days three days understanding all of these right so what happened in the internship program we did was usually there is a training for all these freshers for three to six months based on different organizations they change so whoever was part of this was completely uh, waved off from that training. They already did that as part of this platform. Right. They were billable right from day one. So it is a win-win. The organization right. can completely put them into a project from day one and they, they are on job. Right. It becomes very easy. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's like two birds. For, and for another, another area where you can gamify in workplace is anything that needs compliance. Compliance adherence, right? Timesheets, for example. It's a nightmare to get people to fill it. But mm -hmm. it is very, very, very critical. Right. Most of these HR applications and then your learning applications, onboarding, all these are like the best 
suited ones for gamifying. Perfect. And uh, we have one more question. I think it's the last question we have, which is speaking of uh, this question is from uh, Somalia. And the question is speaking of testing, how do you think large enterprises can be confident that gamification methodologies will actually improve employee engagement? Uh, so the question I think is, how do you know that this is going to work before you roll it out? And should they test within small groups of employees across multiple departments to see how it makes a difference? What would you advise? I think we already spoke about this, we right? Spoke so about it, yeah. An offline mix. And then, yes, I think like they've asked, you could test it within a small business unit and then see how it works and roll it out to the wider organization. Right, right. I think uh, maybe. Um, Selecting a small pilot group and running these things on them as an experiment. And maybe even uh, like some of the research papers, they suggest that when you do these kind of one time interventions, it's a good idea to check after a while whether they have a lasting effect or whether the effect was very, very temporary and it has died out. Right. So maybe three months later, you still check with them uh, on their sense of belonging, on what kind of behaviors they are showing at work right and that would give you an idea whether it's worth doing it at a larger scale yes i think continuous feedback mechanism is very important in any such application right. so i think we are on time Nitya. this was uh, we did not uh, plan it this way but i think we are absolutely on time and uh, do you have any uh, any message for our viewers before we, we say goodbye? I think you just have to give it a try and uh, explore it. And please let me know if it works, if it does not work, or if you have any questions, you can always reach me on LinkedIn and uh, I'll be more than happy to help. That's a bonus. Apart from the apart from the conversation, you also get to network with the speaker. <laughs> See, I'm so passionate about this topic that anything about this excites me. It's like traveling down the memory lane for me, like traveling back 10 years and then talking about this journey, right? So it was exciting. Perfect, Nitya. Thank you so much for sharing your learnings, your journey. And I think some of the points you made are absolutely very very relevant for uh, anyone who tries yeah, enterprise gamification so i hope this conversation was fun for you as it was for me you were a great host thank you so much for making me feel so comfortable and <laughs> no amazing. problem thank you thank you Nitya.